0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today, I'm going to be speaking to my CrossFit audience. And I guess I could also, I guess CrossFit has kind of branched out into a number of other fitness programs. Uh, But I still feel like CrossFit has something very different in terms of the actual overall goal and the type of training that we do. So I do kind of put CrossFit in a different category than a lot of the other group fitness programs that might have different focus points. But today I want to be going over some strategies to help you guys be successful with your nutrition. Uh, And this is going to be geared towards those of you guys that are in the gym. You know, you're hitting the gym regularly. You have a full-time job. You want to be fitter. You want to look leaner. You want to lose some body fat. You want to build some muscle. You just want to keep progressing, but you also don't want that to consume your life and i want to go over some things that are going to help you guys with that. Uh good morning, Miss Holly. Um that are going to help you guys with that. So first and foremost, i owe you guys all a little bit of an update and i want to start by saying i really appreciate all the support the people that are still following up with me because i don't since this whole scare has happened, i didn't want to make my posts and everything be about me. Like that's just not who i am. I don't like talking about myself, but I'm going through a really rough season in my life and things are getting better. But I think that, and you guys can likely all relate to, you want to feel better today. You want the diet to work today. You want to wake up tomorrow, have the weight off. You want to wake up tomorrow and feel better. Um, And we often don't realize that we're making small progress. And I love using the the bowl of cereal analogy is like, You know, we're just like maybe making, you know, one more deposit on the positive and we're taking one more thing out that we don't want, you know, or whatever you want to call it. So just small little changes are, are really helping me out. Um, And I'm still waiting on two very important lab tests as the final diagnosis. And I have my follow-up with my primary care uh, on that next Friday, Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that I feel like I already know what the diagnosis is going to be. Uh, I'm just not going to say anything until I know for sure uh, next week. Cause I don't want to jinx myself, you know? So wh- whether it is that or not, the, the treatment's the same. It's, um, it's really rest and recovery, managing stress. Um, and, and that's really hard for me because I, I love to work. I'm the kind of person that likes my day full from sunup to sundown. I want to be doing things. And it's been a really hard transition for me to have to slow down. And in fact, this past weekend, I started to put myself back in a little bit of a recovery debt because there's some things I'm finalizing on my Fat Loss Frameworks course, and I wanted to get some of the work done on it on Saturday, and I was kind of forcing it when I know that my body and my brain needed a rest, and I, I felt it going into Sunday, and I felt it going into Monday. So it's been a hard transition, just learning the power of doing less. Um, my body is starting to recover from my injuries earlier this year. I think I mentioned on one of my recent podcasts that I had bilateral hamstring tears after my shoulder recovery or during my shoulder surgery recovery. Um, and that had kind of started, that was kind of like where I, something wasn't right with my body that I was so easily, um, injured. Good morning. Um, good to see you peach mode, um, or peach made, I can't No, peach mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I was actually able to. I'm starting to able be able to start pulling off the ground a little bit, and without pain, and squatting a little bit without pain. So that's hopeful for me because the other piece of this journey that I haven't really shared with you guys is, um, you know, my my body is. <laughs> I, I talk about body set point a lot with my my clients because a lot of my clients that need to lose weight, they're like, I always end up regaining it back to this weight, and my body just significant, it just, I easily lose weight. It's the type of training I like to do. Um, and if if I'm not very cautious with keeping my, you know, energy up, my body just loses weight quickly. Now I do think that what's been going on with me hormonally this year played a factor in that along with the shoulder surgery, along with not being able to train the way that I want to. So I had lost about, uh, I want to call it like five or six pounds um, but on me, that's a lot. So I'm right now in a a building phase. So a lot of people are in their fat loss journey, um, and I am on a journey to get bigger, bulk up a little bit. So, uh, and I know a lot of people don't understand that there's a mental aspect of that that's also difficult. So um, wanting to do it the right way, you know, wanting to you know feel good still. and you know, obviously, if you ever have struggled with your body image, that can be something that can be scary, but I have to trust that it's the right thing for my health. Um, I know that I will likely feel a little bit better. So I have been starting to increase my calorie intake um, to put myself in a slight surplus. And it's been easy Uh, for the most part. I think that the hard part is the days that I get busy um, like everybody else. Like It's hard to remember that I got to add a little bit more in. So then just trying to be smart, doing little things like adding an extra serving of fruit at breakfast. Um, or, you know, you know, if I usually use like powdered peanut butter, I'll use regular peanut butter, like making some smart swaps there just to make it easier for me in this process. And my goal right now is to get back to around 135. Uh, and I don't know where my weight is today. So I've also been telling myself, like I tell my clients, like don't focus on the scale so much, focus on the habits, even though I'm on the reverse end of the spectrum. Um, so what I've been doing is, I do have a YouTube because I'm coaching myself through this process. I don't have a coach right now for my nutrition. Um, I do have YouTube. I do have a Bluetooth uh, attached to my scale. So when I weigh myself every morning because just like my clients, I want to get the average per week and compare from week to week, is I'm just weighing myself and letting the Bluetooth track it. so I'm not focusing on it every single day. I don't want to get hyper focused if my weight jumps up two pounds or whatever. Um, And then at the end of the week on Sundays, that's going to be my quote unquote check-in day with myself. And I'm going to kind of assess how fast are things moving? Where do I want to change things up for going into the next week? So just started that about two weeks ago and things are going well. So that's my, my quick little update on myself. Um, overall feeling better. Some days are better than others this week. Like I said, it's been a little bit rough, um, but I am just trying to, you know, be kind to myself. Um, I've, I've really had to, it, it's a lot of the, definitely a lot of depression around how my fitness has taken a hit right now and how I don't feel as good as I used to feel in workouts. Having to scale things isn't fun, but it's also, hey, Cheryl, you're moving pain-free and you should be proud of that and happy with that. So that's it. All right, so now that I've filled you guys in on where I'm at in life, right? Um, you know, I'm going to give you guys some tips for those of you guys in the CrossFit community that are looking to dial in your nutrition and honestly don't want it to consume your life. You want to know what matters most. You want to know all the details on supporting the type of training that you do while also supporting the goals that you might have for yourself, both, um, fitness wise, aesthetically, or even health wise, depending on where you're at. And the real cool thing about CrossFit is like, there's such a blend of our, our uh, community, right? So in a lot of business coaching, they talk about, um, you know, like, well, what kind of clients do you want to work with? And I'm like, well, you're speaking to a girl that wants to work with CrossFitters. Like I want to help CrossFitters. But the thing is you go into a CrossFit gym and you've got someone that steps in the door that maybe like is a hundred pounds overweight and it needs to lose a lot of weight. But then you've also got that person that comes in the door and Maybe she's 10 pounds underweight and she needs something to get her healthy and build some muscle and feel good about that process. And then you've got all the people in the middle that might lose 20 to 50 pounds and they don't really know where to start. And then you've got the women that are the men that are like, you know, they just want to get a little shredded. They want to, you know, they've been doing CrossFit for a while. So it's like, it's really, there's so many different people in the CrossFit gym, right? So it's like, it's, and everybody's different in terms of how they approach CrossFit you know that beginner person is different than the elite athlete in the gym so it's it's really it's cool but the cool thing is, is that the nutrition strategies are the same it just depends on where you're at in your journey so um but i like just wanted to start off by just kind of talking about that a little bit now let's talk a little bit about i just love to talk about this kind of stuff the stages of the crossfit journey and if i could go back in time and or give any new crossfitters advice if you are a beginner, which is the first stage of CrossFit is you should be addressing your nutrition as you start your training program. I do think that they go hand in hand. And I think that goes in anything that you do. If you're starting a fitness program, you should also be looking at your nutrition as well. You know, so some people come into the gym already with a base of nutrition and they just don't have the fitness figured out. You know, that's common that you'll see healthy eaters that just haven't worked out for years, but for the most people when they join the gym they don't have great habits. So you want to be dialing in both together. And then you've got your intermediate CrossFitters. They've been there for a little while. Um, And then after you've been there for a little while, you become an experienced CrossFitter. And the cool thing about this is even as an experienced CrossFitter, you might still be scaling a lot of movements. You know, you don't have to ever do a ring muscle up or a bar muscle up, but you're experienced in knowing how to get the most out of your workouts. And then we kind of progress into where do you want to fall into that category of, are you going to go into the competitive side of CrossFit or what I like to call the progressive side of CrossFit, where your goal isn't to compete necessarily. You are training in a way to be your fittest self, and you want to see progress along the way. And maybe you dabble with a couple of competitions here and there, but you're not like, oh, I'm going all in on competing. And like, Literally giving up everything in your life to go all in on that, which is where a lot of elite athletes fall, and, and even not the elite athletes, but the ones that are striving to be the elites. Um, most people, most people don't have time for that, and most people also in the CrossFit gym have this misconception that in order to be fit and look fit, that it requires that kind of dedication. Like it requires, yeah, but they have like a person that's like their body work person. They've got meal prep companies. They've got XYZ figured out. They don't have a full-time job. You're right. Their whole life, their, their job is to perform their best or they want their job to be to perform their best. So they are in a different category, but that's not what's required for the majority of people in order to get results. And it's not really sustainable. Even those athletes at some point are going to be moving on to a less competitive type of type of lifestyle where they're going to be just training and they're gonna retire, and they're gonna have other things on their mind. Um, So I just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit, uh, just because I think it's important for you guys to recognize that most of you guys are falling into that category of like, I wanna become an experienced CrossFitter, but I wanna keep making progress along the way, and I would love to maybe develop some skills, I would love to be able to compete and feel good, but I don't have to compete. Hopefully that makes sense for all of you guys out there. all right, so let's talk a little bit about CrossFit nutrition. Let me take a sip of my. I have a Fit Aid today. I'm going to be honest, guys. If y'all remember Kilcliff, I feel like it's not as popular now. They changed their formula years ago, but I like to Kilcliff so much better. But I'll I'll do a Fit Aid, not sponsored. And I like the the only one I really like is the. It's the Fit Aid Zero, the uh, sour grape one. I don't know why that's the only one I tend to like, but uh, the other ones just have a weird taste to me. So, but all right, let's talk about CrossFit nutrition. Now, if you have been through your level one or you've been in the CrossFit space long enough, you likely understand or know about, I should say, uh, the paleo diet. So uh, CrossFit's nutrition approach was based on the paleo diet and the zone diet. Um, Essentially, what paleo does is it uh, focuses on food quality. So with a paleo diet, you're removing all grains, all dairy, all beans, all legumes, so no peanuts, no peanut butter, no no chickpeas, none of that stuff, no rice, no pasta, no bread, no cheese, no no dairy, no nothing, right? You're literally eating meat vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, starchy uh, carbs from uh, vegetables, uh, fats from like things like nuts, Seeds, oils, nut butters, um, that's essentially coconut, avocado. It's literally if it grew from the ground or it had a face, (laughs) essentially are your two choices with a paleo diet. Um, And then they also put the qualitative uh, factor factor on that with the zone diet. And the zone diet was very structured in that you would be given a number of blocks per day. Call it 12 blocks, which was typical for a female. And that each meal had to have a certain number of blocks from protein, carbs, and fats, quote unquote, macro balanced. Um, And there was a quality perspective of this if you only follow the zone diet, but it was a little bit more flexible than paleo. Um, But CrossFit kind of put the two together, you know, or you could do one approach or the other. But for the most part, the best thing for your buck was following mostly the the two diets combined. Um, Now, the problem with both of these diets is there's a lot of dietary restriction. So with the paleo diet, you're removing a large source of variety in your diet that was mostly unnecessary. Um, And I think that the overall goal was really to get away from a lot of highly processed foods And that's where the zone diet, I feel like, did a little bit better of a job because it was really focused on the whole food approach. The problem with the zone was the prescriptions were often very low calorie. And I think the reason why is the zone diet approach was really built around like, it's like gimmicky, but like trying to balance blood sugar. And a lot of the people that were following the zone diet were overweight or obese, diabetic, diabetic. And had a lot of health problems. Most CrossFitters are working out high intensity and are also stressed to the max with, you know, life and everything like that. So, the amount of calories just wasn't enough. Um, so, that's a little bit about what you might have been exposed to in CrossFit. And CrossFit's nutrition approach has changed quite a bit. Um, I haven't looked at the newer level one, um, but I, I actually might uh, just take a look at the new manual because uh, it's. I'm actually due for re-up on my level three, so I'll probably be getting that next year again um, because I don't I don't really coach CrossFit as much, but I do believe in the brand and the methodology, so I still will want to keep up my credentials. Um, but uh, so anyway, so there has been a lot of a change and they are shifting more into a little bit more of a macro, a little bit more of a flexible approach to nutrition, which I do love. But that was essentially where, uh, CrossFit started with their nutrition approach. Now, what was the biggest mistake with this? Like I've already said is obviously there was a big extreme. So it was like, and, and if you think about the typical CrossFitter, the typical CrossFitter is either all in or all out, right? Like, so the typical CrossFitter was like, if it's not paleo, I'm not touching it. Like, and it, and it became a, a thing. And then there would be obviously a cheat day, um, and I think the other the problem was, as I mentioned, the calories, but CrossFit has also changed a lot since it first started. In fact, even main site has now started to change a little bit. You know, when you first started CrossFit, the workout of the day might've taken you 20 minutes from start to finish, warm up to cool down. It was, you know, the workout might've been five by five back squat, and that was it. So the amount of volume that people were doing was much lower, and as I mentioned, you know, Greg Glassman's vision really was keeping people out of the nursing home and keeping people healthy. So he also was looking at the sedentary lifestyles that people were living. And his, his prescription was really geared on helping those people. It wasn't built around like elite athletes at that time. Right. But CrossFit became a sport and now it has become where training has changed. And now even your classes have changed. Most CrossFit gyms now are programming some kind of a warm up, some kind of a strength or a skill piece, some kind of a, a Metcon, and then even sometimes some kind of, some kind of accessory work. So uh, you're getting a lot more volume than you used to get. And the nutrition approach has to change with that. So um, now let's kind of talk about the good stuff. What do most CrossFitters need to know about nutrition to be successful? All right. And I'm going to get into some more specifics on goals right now, but I'm talking about what matters most in terms of nutrition. And it really isn't just for the CrossFit community. This is for everybody. But if you're a CrossFitter specifically, I want you to kind of check the boxes on things and see kind of like where you might need to put a little bit more work and effort into. And I'll give you some ideas of where the things that you want to emphasize the most might be. Okay. So, Number one, and this is going to kind of be like a review for most of you guys, and then I'm going to go into the worst specifics for CrossFitters, is uh, food quality. So it doesn't have to be a quote-unquote paleo diet, but we should be getting in 80% of our uh, foods from whole foods, uh, things that typically are grown from the earth or have a face. Um, but this also includes your complex carbohydrates, minimally processed grains, dairy, things like that are all part of this as well. And I think the real thing is it's not, it's understanding that there really aren't quote unquote bad foods. The problem is is if you're eating too many high calorie nutrient, I'm sorry, high calorie nutrient void foods. So like things like French fries that are fried in oil and, and fried products and chips and things, and you're not getting a bunch of nutrients, you're stealing the calories that you should be getting or using for high quality nutrient dense foods. So We want to make sure that we're getting the majority of our diet coming from those whole food sources, but not necessarily removing some of those other things. It's okay to have them on occasion, um, just knowing that they should be a very small percentage. And and we'll go into more specifics based on goals and the reasons why we might want to be avoiding those in different goals. Okay, With getting uh, your food quality dialed in, you're going to see that you have less cravings, more satiety, better recovery, more energy and it's going to support your body's physiological needs. So this is for things like hormones and gut and all those problems that people experience. So we want to make sure inflammation markers, we want to make sure we have the food quality dialed in. And this should really be a priority in terms of you know anybody on their fat loss journey. You should have a good understanding of food quality and understanding on the opposite side of things that Like I said, you can't demonize any specific food. You want to make sure we're getting in enough of the right stuff, you know, so um, that's the main thing. So next piece is the quantity. And as I already mentioned, CrossFit started off using the zone diet, but we don't need to use the zone diet. What you have to understand is that there are three different energy states. You've got calorie maintenance. So our calories in, hold on one second. Hey, get away from that, Jack. Get. No. My cat has been tearing up things in my house and it's driving me crazy. Stop. No. Get. Sorry about that, peeps. Had to do a little... I don't have a kid. I've got a cat. I have my Christmas ornaments in here. And he is literally in the styrofoam box and he was just eating styrofoam. I had to stop him from doing that. So, all right. So we're talking about different energy states. So we've got calorie maintenance. This means that our calories in are equal to our calories out. And I'm going to go back to the 100 words of fitness for a moment, in which case it says, eat meat, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, some sugar. I'm sorry. Eat meat, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. Keep intake to those that will support exercise, but not body fat. Okay, so if we think about what Greg Glassman was saying there and what I'm telling you here, we're focusing on the food quality. Now we're dialing in the amount. So with calorie maintenance, we're supporting our training, while we're not, you know, obviously causing any excess weight gain. Calorie surplus, you are looking to gain weight, or unintentionally, you have gained weight. This means that the amount of calories you're consuming has went over what your body needs for a period of time. Okay, this this isn't, you ate too much on a Saturday night and you woke up on Sunday and you're up two pounds. That's different. This is, I've been eating too much for a period of time and it's caught up with me. So I've been over consuming calories on some days for the last, you know, six to eight weeks and my weight is slowly creeping up. Um, I am right now in an intentional weight gain phase. And then you've got calorie deficit. Uh, This is where the amount of calories you're consuming are, less than the amount of calories you are burning. So a lot of beginner crossfitters will experience a little bit of weight loss because if you have not been working out especially intensely, now you start working out you're burning a little bit more calories and if your nutrition has been pretty much the same and your weight's been the same for the first you know for the last so so long you will lose a little bit of fat when you first start moving more. okay The main thing here when it comes to food quantity and, and the uh, quality is is dialing in the balance. Your protein intake is going to be consistent, and it's really going to be finding the right balance of your macronutrients, carbs, and fats. And I'm going to go kind of like a little bit more in into detail with that in a second. So that's the main thing in terms of the, the two basic understandings you have to understand, food quality and quantity, right? And I'm going to go into some ways in, in a little bit on how to apply this to you guys and how to make it simple. I'm, just get, I'm breaking down what y'all need to know, all right? protein's a must. You should be getting protein at every single meal. The body likes to have a steady flow of amino acids throughout the day. It's great for recovery. So um, typically you'll hear 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight, but you also have to take into consideration the amount of body weight you have in relation to your height. So if you're significantly overweight, I like to use, um, and this is something that you don't have to really know, but I do look at BMI and when I'm setting nutrition targets for protein. If I have significantly overweight clients, I can kind of use BMI as a little bit better indicator or your goal body weights. So thinking about the average person at your height, where they should be. And I'm going to go into some problems with this in a little bit. So stay with me. I'm going to go into some issues that people run into with this. Um, So we got protein uh, macronutrient balance. When it comes to the macronutrient balance, what you have to realize with CrossFit is, it is a high-intensity sport. Um, even if you are only training it for, obviously, just a regular exercise program, you are burning through glycogen primarily in that um, in that sport or in that workout. So you want to make sure that you're getting in enough carbohydrates. That's going to give you the best bang for your buck in terms of intensity in your workouts. Um, and for most people, keeping their diet between 35 and 45% carbs and 20 to 30% fats um, to make up the difference of their calories after protein is best. And what's funny is if you go back to the zone diet, what I really liked about the zone diet is it was balanced in that 40-30-30 ratio. Elite athletes um, or those training multiple hours a day might be a little higher on the carb side, might be closer to 50 to 60% on carbs and then a little bit lower on fats because of the demands of how much they're training. Um, but that's you know just kind of specific to that specific category of people. And if you just prefer carbohydrates a little bit, you know, you can also increase your carbohydrates a little bit and drop your fats or vice versa. But for the most part, I think that most people thrive in that 35 to 45% carb range. All right. And then what's the next thing is we need to also kind of go into, all right, well, I, I know all this stuff. I know what I need to be doing. We need to figure out a consistent plan that you guys can follow, right? So here's what we're going to start with now. We kind of, I've kind of started to talk about all the nutritional stuff that you guys need. But now let's talk about what the average CrossFitter really needs in order to be able to apply this stuff. Okay. So it's easy to be like, oh, I'll just clean up my food quality and start counting my calories and dial in my macros and I'm going to see results. Right. But like I said, most people are going from the gym to work, to pick it up kids or other tasks. And it's just really hard to figure out how to Strategize something that's going to be able to be consistent with you, or for you. Most people are pretty consistent with their CrossFit workout because it's easy, right? You, it's not easy. (laughs) You shouldn't say it's easy. It's become routine. Uh, You have a class you go to. It's it's structured to your hour a day or whatever time component you have. You don't have to think about what you're going to do when you get there. Maybe a little bit of the modifications, but for the most part, you show up, you do the work, and you go home. And Essentially, I find that the biggest mistake that CrossFitters make is not having something like that built out with their nutrition. They end up just trying, they, they, they think so much about their nutrition, but it doesn't become something that's just automated and like routine, like their, their CrossFit workouts. So here are some things that you guys need to be thinking about as CrossFitters who are looking to perform better in the gym. You want to feel fitter, whether you care to be competitive or not but you also want to make some body composition changes, you want to you look better as well, is you have to get a couple of things dialed in. Number one is a food prep routine, all right? So every person has a food prep routine. Even right now, before dialing anything in, you have a food prep routine. For some people, it's food prepping right before they eat it. For others, it's food prepping at the beginning of the week. For others, it's picking up convenience food. Whatever your food prep is, everybody has a strategy right now for food prep. But what you need now is a food prep strategy that's going to be simple enough to allow you to apply these principles that I've just spoken about. Okay, so now this isn't the time for you to call, you know, go in and like find a gazillion different complicated recipes to try and follow. I think that most people go wrong by overcomplicating what they're going to eat. Simple is best. Routine is best. That's going to be the easiest thing for you to follow in your busy life. Stop chasing so much excitement and variety and just think about like how much easier would it be to see results if you just had it planned out and it was easy to go, right? So keep your food um, simple and stop overcomplicating things. The next thing you need is understanding of like your schedule, meal structure, and timing. So for the most part, most people's schedules are pretty routine from day to day. Um, your nutrition should just kind of flow with that. And I think that here, when we talk about meal timing, uh, a lot of CrossFitters ask, like, what should they be eating after they work out? And uh, good evening. Good evening, Bruce. <laughs> um, what's up, Jody? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. So um, just actually breaking down the, the more application side of things. Okay. So next step is meal structure and timing. A lot of CrossFitters ask, what should I be eating pre and post-workout? And I'm going to take a little tangent and talk about this. Is it really, it depends. Okay. So if you're hitting the 5am CrossFit class, you likely don't need to eat something before you go. Okay. But I would recommend having a snack before bed. Okay. Having something in your system before bed. And that's going to carry you into your workout. If your session's going to last longer than the hour, like you're staying after to do some recover like strength work or accessory work or skills, you might want to consider an intra workout carb so that after you finish your Metcon, maybe you're taking something carb-based. Um, if you feel like you don't have the oomph in that second part of things. Okay. But for the most part, if you're working at first in the morning, anything. However, everybody, regardless of where you're at, should be getting in a quality meal post-workout. Now, You don't have to go chug a protein shake and eat your gummy bears, okay? So if you are a 5 a.m.er and you go to the gym and your plan is to go home and eat breakfast and get ready for work, you're fine. Um, If you work out midday and you choose to eat a meal after, after your workout, you're fine. You don't have to eat. You don't have to have this like protein shake every single time you work out. For some people, that's a great place to put extra protein and if it's going to be a long time before you eat something, I would recommend like a protein shake and a, either like a piece of fruit or other source of carbohydrate to just get the recovery process started because that food is going to keep you satiated and also start with helping with muscle repair. So post-workout should be a part of your meal planning tips or your meal planning strategy. So you have to know, all right, what time of day am I working out? I need to have a post-workout shake or a post-workout meal built in. And then the rest of the day, like I said, should just be built around your routine. Like where where do you typically have blocks of time to be able to eat something? When do you have more time for a meal versus a snack? And then what you're doing is you're building your meal structure around your schedule, okay? If you know that you typically only eat one meal and one snack throughout the day because you're super busy, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, If you're like, okay, I eat breakfast, but then all I really have time for is maybe a lunch and a snack. That's fine. That's actually perfect. You go home and you eat dinner. Maybe you have a nighttime snack. Um, but just figuring out what works best for you and your schedule. I think that the thing that people go wrong here when they're not doing this is that they just end up randomly doing things throughout the day. You don't have to eat at the exact same time every day, but you should have a window of opportunity. Like, I'm going to eat my lunch sometime between 11 and 1. I'm going to eat my snack between like 2 and 4. You know, you have a pretty good routine and you know what you're going to have there. Okay. So uh, meal timing, like I mentioned, aside from, you know, getting things post-workout doesn't really matter that much. You know, I think that people put entirely too much emphasis on gimmicky things like fasting and such. It really doesn't matter. The main thing is that you're staying with st- uh, stable blood sugars. You're not stressed out about eating and you're feeling good. Okay. So that's the main thing. Uh, if you are eating or I'm sorry, if you are working out later in the day. Meal timing does matter a little bit more in that you want to feel good going into your workout. So, if you have a very stressful job and you ate lunch at twelve, and you're not working out until five thirty, you probably should be having something because likely is by the time you get there, like your stress is, you're tired, you're just blah. Like you're gonna want to have a snack. And even if you aren't stressed, you likely should still have a, a, some kind of a snack around four. You'll feel better. Okay. The goal isn't to starve yourself. And and, and whenever I th- whenever I hear people like being afraid of eating before they train or like, why would I eat? Well, why are you afraid to eat? Like, why do you not want to eat? Like, that's a bigger question to ask yourself. And if the answer is, well, because I heard it's like better for fat loss, right? Because I heard it's like, like better to work out fasted for my body composition or whatever. It's not the case. So what's better is like, you're getting the calories in and you're keeping your blood sugar regulated and you feel good in your workouts. Now, if you're the kind of person that when you go to eat something and then you go to do burpees, you feel like you're going to throw up, then you want to make sure you're not putting something in your stomach like that, right? So, but for the most part, you should be eating regularly throughout the day. And then the final piece of this is keeping a food journal. Okay. So whether you, whether you choose to be a quote unquote macro tracker or not, but as you can already see, I, I talked about macros today. In fact, I do believe in macros, but I'll talk more about my flexibility with that in a second um is you want to be tracking your food. And you don't have to do this forever, but the recommendation is is when you're trying to dial things in and I'm going to talk specific to goals, you want to make sure that you've taken some time to really optimize. Like if you're watching this right now, you want to optimize for one of three reasons. You want to perform better, you want to look better, you want to perform and look better, um or you just want to feel healthy. Like you want to really optimize, right? So like or you're trying to lose a lot of weight. There's a, a multiple reasons, but it's really the same thing. I either want to perform better and be fitter and healthier, or I'm trying to lose body fat. And maybe there's some of you guys out there that want to build muscle. But for the most part, that's what I'm seeing. And so you just want to make sure that by having a food diary, okay, now we can optimize things, and then we can adjust for your specific goals. The food diary isn't something that we're committed to for the rest of our lives. Although for a lot of people it just like CrossFit logging your workouts. It is nice to be able to kind of have that data, right? So like for me, I have tons of data. So when I'm adjusting my calories right now, I can see my trends and my calories. And now like, okay, if my volume picks back up again, I can see like where the faults were. All right. I wasn't increasing my calories during the season, or I should probably be eating a little bit more. Um, So things like that, that you can really use, but you don't have to be a quote unquote tracker for the rest of your life. When you're dialing things in. And then when you're goal focused, you're going to be paying more attention to those things. You know, let's just say you start a squat cycle. Okay. Most people are going to start off by finding a one rep max. And then once you find your one rep max, your program is typically built off of, you know, your percentages of that max, right? So you want to have that number and then you want to be tracking things along the way. Sometimes you might be following a a cycle that's like go for max reps. If you're doing that every Monday, you want to know, okay, last week I got this many reps. How many did I get this week? And you want to be able to see progressions. So it's the same thing here. What what, tra- what gets tracked can be changed. So we want to make sure we're tracking things. Um, I'm just watching your stuff. You're I almost describing me to a T, um, lunch at noon, workout at 4.30. So, Peach, hopefully you're taking a little snack in before your workout. Um, so that's the next thing is, is the food journal. People that keep a food diary are going to get better results. It's just hands down because you have more control over things and you're going to be able to adjust things without the mental stress. You're no longer guessing about things. It's like, okay, this is actually what's going in. And this is what I want to adjust this week. And you're experimenting with that. When you're keeping a food diary, when you're you're doing this to dial things in, remember, you want to be as accurate as possible. So you want to make sure Remember at this point, you already have food quality dialed in. You already kind of have balance dialed in and all that. Well, it's going to help you dial in balance, but you want to make sure that you're using a food, uh, food scale as often as possible. Um, in fact, that was even back in the CrossFit beginner, beginner stages, like using a food scale for measuring portions. Um, but you want to be able to keep track of things in an accurate way to adjust. And then now we're going to talk about, you know, kind of like specific stuff. Okay. Like things that people might be missing that's making it difficult for them to see results, All right? I already kind of mentioned part one is CrossFitters tend to overthink it. They spend so much time thinking about what they're gonna do with their nutrition plan versus just doing it, okay? It's kind of like you're trying to choose a training program or a training camp now they're calling them rather than just jumping in and signing up for one. They're probably all going to be pretty effective, but like you want to have a plan. Okay. Um, so you want to make sure you're simplifying things with your nutrition. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, and sustainability is another one. I think that a lot of CrossFitters wait for that challenge. Most CrossFit gyms, you're probably going to see, we're doing a new year challenge. Woohoo! Um, a lot of challenges and they commit to something short-term without the long-term goal in in, in, uh, in in sight. So they're thinking about right now and they're not thinking about the future. And a lot of these challenges are pretty restrictive and they're like all about getting how much results we can get in a month. And then people fizzle out and maybe a few things stay, but for the most part, a couple of months go by and they're like, oh shoot, I got to get back on track with things. Right? So like, it's not, it's not like your CrossFit workouts where You might take a couple days off here and there, a couple weeks off, but you're just going right back into the groove, right? You're not restarting a program. You're just, you know, picking up where you left off. Nutrition has to kind of fall into that category. Um, So we want it to be sustainable. So like I said, you don't have to be tracking your food for the rest of your life. Once you're optimized, you like how you look and feel. You can kind of walk away from having to be so dialed in with tracking and all that stuff because your food should pretty much be the same now. You've learned what to eat. You've learned portion sizes. You've learned kind of like eyeballing what your body needs. And that's kind of how you want to be able to live your life. Again, you're not the elite CrossFitter. A lot of elite CrossFitters do have a lot more focus on their nutrition year round. Okay. For most of you guys, you're going to be dialing it in while you're focusing on a goal. But the goal is to be able to live your life and not have to always focus so much on it. Okay. So, um, the next thing that i think a lot of people are missing is not really understanding the demands of your crossfit workouts um in terms of glycogen and being a little bit carb phobic and i think a lot of crossfitters tend to be afraid of eating too many carbs and that ends up leading them to never really getting the, the look that they want or the performance that they want or even the changes in their weight that they want uh, typically will lead to overeating, especially you'll, you'll hear cheat days built in. Um, so I think that having somebody under, that understands your sport, um, specifically, I like to call CrossFit a sport, to ensure that you are getting the right balance of macronutrients is is important. And if you don't reach out to somebody, at least knowing what you should be looking for, which is feedback, like energy throughout the day, Is your workout leaving you so tired that like you have a hard time focusing? You likely need a little bit more carbohydrates. Um, You know, I think that people don't, when people talk about high intensity exercise being bad, the main reason they say it's not good for fat loss is because it's stressful. And I disagree. I think that what they, what is really the problem, and this is a true thing, is oftentimes when you've pushed yourself really hard in a workout, it affects how you move throughout your day. So your non-exercise activity goes down, um, which is a bigger piece of your caloric expenditure than your exercise activity. So you guys can probably relate to having a really rough Saturday session, and then you go home and all you wanna do is lay on your couch. Like that's a common thing. So you wanna watch out for that stuff as well. And that's why having the right amount of calories on board, uh, which also the right amount of calories is a big thing to talk about too, is. That most CrossFitters just use calorie calculators. And the other problem with this, especially if you are a more experienced CrossFitter, is that calorie calculators also use algorithms. And most of these algorithms are based off gen pop. Okay. So what I don't even have it up, up right now, but I'm going to find this. What is the average, you know, body fat percentage of gen pop? And I've got to write this down because I want I want to find this for you guys. Body fat, gen pop. I'm gonna find the answer to that, okay? Well, likely if you look around the grocery store, you and I both know it's pretty sad, right? So, but most CrossFitters do have a little bit more muscle. So these calorie calculators might actually underestimate your BMR, um, and that's really important. On the flip side of things, a lot of CrossFitters often overestimate their exercise activity, and how much that plays a factor into their total daily energy expenditure. So it's important to just have somebody or know how to use a calorie calculator and adjust based on your needs. And I, if anybody's going to use an online calorie calculator, using the Harris Benedict formula or the Mifflin St. Jor, mine is Mifflin. I, I would recommend the Mifflin St. Jor, especially for my CrossFit community. I think it's a little bit more accurate. Uh, is a good place to start. If you have your body fat percentage, it's a little bit better. I mean, the in-bodies are usually off by anywhere from 2 to 5%, um, but it can give you a good place to start. And like I said, really, really it, what it is is a starting place, and you're just going to be adjusting off of there. But again, we're trying to simplify things, right? So why not take all of that guesswork out and have somebody do that for you? Hey, here's what you should be doing here. This is what I want you to go do, right? Um because the next piece is that even when you find the amount of calories that you can, you should be consuming, that's likely going to change as seasons in your life change and focus changes. And knowing how to adjust those things is also really important. So that was pretty much it on that kinds of stuff. Um, and I think the last part of that that I want to kind of touch on, I'm just looking at my notes here to make sure I touch on everything, is knowing how to toggle between the different caloric states. So for most CrossFitters, maybe you do want to get leaner. Um, You want to lose some body fat, knowing how to toggle from being in a fat loss phase to being in maintenance phase and, um, and what that looks like in terms of changes in calories and changes in obviously habits. Like I said, sustainability isn't having to track your food for the rest of your life. It's knowing that food tracking has helped you dial in visually uh, the amounts and the types of foods that you should be eating to, you know, be consistent with a, a balanced diet that supports your exercise and not body fat. So that's a little bit of everything for my CrossFit community. And uh, I want to just kind of open up the floor. I see a lot of people still on here. Jody, I hope that you're listening still um, to see if you guys have any specific questions in terms of fueling CrossFit, in terms of you know, I, I think that one of the biggest things I get with CrossFitters is just not knowing or being afraid of dialing in their nutrition for how it's going to affect how they feel, how they, or, or how they feel, or if it's going to be too challenging, too hard for them. And I think that simplicity is the best medicine. I, I, I just think that simplicity is the best thing, knowing where you're at on the spectrum And if what I talked about today was like, whoa, I'm like so far behind. I need to start with X, Y, Z, you know, plus A, B, C. Let's just start with like the basic stuff, right? Look at food quality. All right. And then like, let's just start balancing out your meals and then let's start tracking those things. And then from there, you can start to really dial things in a little bit more specifically on things. Um, Jody, you've started a food journal at least 100 times. My biggest weakness you know, I think that the when it comes to starting a food journaling habit, guys, um, I used to struggle with this as well. Um, in fact, I was, I was one of those people that would like track three or four days a week and then not track. And I would miss tracking snacks here and there. And I was just guessing on some things. Um, I think the biggest mistake people make is also the fixing that mistake also gives them the best results is tracking your food before you eat. So... For some people, that looks like actually laying out their day ahead of time and tracking it. Uh, For others, it's just tracking right before they actually, when they sit down to eat their food, they're tracking. And I typically, I'm I'm the second person, but what I do is most people uh, eat similarly uh, from day to day, most meals, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So for me, it's so easy. I just swipe left. Like I said, simplicity or swipe left when I said, I just copy one day to the next day. And then whenever I change out, I just delete and change it out. Um, I think that people talk a lot about like wanting variety in their diet and variety is easy to fit in. Once you start to figure out how things are interchangeable, but in the beginning, keep it simple, like find a couple meals, rotate them. Most people complain about variety, but yet they stop at the same Starbucks and get the same croissant or sa- breakfast sandwich and the same coffee every single day, and they do the same thing at lunchtime. And it's like, why not do the same thing at dinner time? So I think that logging ahead of time, people that stress about logging ahead of time, usually it's because they stress about figuring out what they're going to eat the next day. In which case, that's part of the problem is that you're always winging it. And so if you learn how to be a little bit more planned. You actually likely won't be winging your nutrition, which means you'll be more successful. So, in fact, I just made an Instagram reel where I talked about the the way that it's not really macro magic as much as it is. It's more so um, the accountability that food tracking gives people. It does, it fixes. Well, I get stressed out because it's hard to log everything. Well, that's because you're like randomly eating snacks all day. Yeah, that's going to be harder to log, but that's also a bad habit. Like, let's get you structured eating five times a day. Now you're only having to log. Five times a day, or maybe once a day if you're planning that ahead of time, right? So it's it's the way that it, it a roundabout way it fixes a lot of the nutritional changes that people should be making. Meal planning, knowing what you're going to have ahead of time. Okay, this way you're not thinking about it right before you're, you know, about to do other things. So, but that was pretty much it on my CrossFit talk today. If you guys have anything else, um, I would love to know. Jody, so you do use pal. Yeah, Jody, I'd love to know if you actually what you struggle with, if it's do you think you struggle with uh actually planning your food at ahead of time? You know, or and and for some people, like me and Scott, we talk about this. Oftentimes I know that when he's not tracking, he's pretty much eating the same thing uh with a couple of maybe changes here and there. And some people, like if I didn't track my food today, but I was pretty much eating the same thing as yesterday, it doesn't really matter. If my food was changing a lot, that's a different story. That's really the only reason we want to track things. So it, it really just depends on um, where you're at. And again, it's goal focus, right? When you want to achieve a goal, that's going to give you the the power to control the speed of your results towards that goal. You know, if you don't have a goal, your goal should be to be eating balanced, getting in enough calories, paying attention to how you feel, and obviously self monitoring to make sure that you're not gaining weight. So. That's pretty much it. I think the last thing that I want to just touch on guys is the power of eating more versus less, right? Like I think that's something that I I put this on my Instagram today is that so many people, especially in CrossFit, they're training to be their fittest self. Like I want to be as fit as possible. I want to lift heavier. I want to run faster. I want to build these skills yet. They are eating so little they're eating to be their smallest self. And if you look at the bodies of the elite athletes, they're not eating to be their smallest self. They're eating to be their fittest self. And the only thing that's changing between you and them is the amount of volume that they need that they do. So they're maximizing their calories based on their lifestyle. You should be maximizing your calories in relation to your lifestyle. And that's likely going to get you better results long term. So that's where I'm going to call it today, guys. If you guys want help with your nutrition, you'd like to schedule a free nutrition strategy session with me. Um there is a link in the show notes for you to do so. Um right now I am offering the rest of the month of December for free. Anybody that signs up for coaching now, you get the rest of the month for free. Um and that's with anybody that signs up for 6 months of nutrition coaching. So if you are interested in some nutrition coaching, you want to get an idea for what we do because obviously we want to make sure it's a good fit. This is a relationship that we're building. Um we can set up a call, and I would love to talk to you. So, um, athletes are unhealthy, Bruce. You know what? Athletes. I don't want to. I don't want to call athletes unhealthy. I want to say that athletes push themselves further than the typical person, and sometimes that. Not. Not every athlete is unhealthy. I don't believe that. I do believe that there are some athletes that will push themselves to the point of not being healthy anymore. And that is a possibility, but I don't think that all athletes are unhealthy. So just gonna say that, but all right. Well, with that, I will see you all later for uh, Scott's weight loss journey update after the legends comp, and uh, we will go from there. See y'all later.